0: Oh, guess what? You only get them for half a second. Here we are in 2023, 2023, hanging out with Billy Real. Yeah, who would have thought return guest after uh after seven years or something since the last time we did one of these? Man. Uh, and admittedly, the, this is just the wiping the slate clean completely. We're going to just do a whole new one that isn't the old one, because I was pretty new at that time. And uh, I was unfamiliar with the studio that I was in, and uh, I hadn't done any remote ones at that point. It was still an ever-evolving process. So here we are now. Uh, you, you, We've been talking, and you've been telling me some some pretty fascinating stories um, and i i just wanted to kind of give you a platform a voice an opportunity to to kind of speak your mind i don't think um i don't think a lot of people give you that and i want well like to, um he, and privilege to do that
1: yeah people fear what they don't understand um it's just a theory of man um you know bro uh i've been through the ringer and back and uh I put myself through a lot of circumstances in which I shouldn't have even been in, but that's just my life, right? I mean, we all go down different, unique paths. And this one um, at least afforded me the opportunity to to sniff 44. And
0: here I am. It feels like you've been 44 for like the last 10 years. Bro, I...
1: (laughs) I don't even know what the last ten years is. I don't even know what the last twenty years is, bro. Like I've been on some shit, dude. Look at my nose, bro. Do you know how much money went through that mofo? Unbelievable. But no, seriously, dude. Like I, I I'm not here to put over drugs, but uh, I mean, dude, uh, it, it ruined, um, it ruined, uh, uh, ruined a lot of things. Um, But it brought me to this point, so I'm not gonna. It ruined my life. It didn't. It just ruined um, my experience as a professional wrestler, Um, and it, you know, it just took me to a different uh, spot. But like, here we are. We're meeting in the same zone, the same space. 2023. I'm here looking at you. on this, like, Star Trek device where you look and it's like your friend. Like,
0: dude, remember Star Trek, dude? It was like, oh my, my God. God, could you? But, the future. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles had FaceTime. The Ninja Turtles had little FaceTime devices. Uh, it, this is this the same. We have a. Uh- Bro,
1: Ninja Turtles had a fucking rat.
0: Right. They,
1: they had a rat, but it was a an dude.
0: Incognito bleep blimp. They were ninja. It was just a. They, they don't want to be seen. They're they're ninjas in the shadows, but they have a blimp.
1: They have a blimp that says, "Come touch me." <laughs> so all right, the are, foot soldiers are so the- all about that. Yeah, the foot soldiers had like fetish seriously so much that they named themselves the foot soldiers. Like, dude, Tony Atlas, like, like invents the group and then they just go rogue and start chasing after rats, but not so they can like step on their face. No, they wanted to eat turtle soup. Why? They,
0: they were, they were, they were a little weirded out by the fact that the Ninja Turtles only had two toes on their feet and they wanted But to why really-
1: did Michelangelo was like the only one that wanted to smash April O'Neill, And that's why I, I fucked with uh, Michelangelo. Because he was at least sniffing up the, wrong, um, the right alley. I mean, you know, uh, the other ones were like, just had no interest. Raphael, what a prick. And then like, you know, Casey Jones all of a sudden wants to get laid in, in, the, in the movie. Second one. I don't no, get it. Was it.
0: First, it was the first one when he, when he was right.
1: rubbing his shoulders. And, and like, who would have thought that one day I'd be sitting and become friends with Super Shredder? Like, for real. Like, I'm sitting across from Super Shredder, and I didn't even realize he was Super Shredder. But then I was like, yo, you're Super Shredder. And he was like, kid, relax. (laughs) And that was my Kevin Nash story. Yo, man, this life is fucking crazy. Yo, dude, how am I alive,
0: bro? Let's, Let's talk facts. You're, you're asking me. I should be asking you. Okay. So ask. How are you alive? The grace
1: of God, a higher power who wants me here. That's simple. Um, not, not many people notice. So let me give you a quick rundown, right? And we'll go into detail a little later, but here's the story. Um, for those who don't know me, you know, I'm from South Philly. It became a pro wrestler. In 1995, I was 15, um, started real young with my best friend, Trent Acid. Um, in about 98, 99, 2000, we start both peaking. I take over Jersey All-Pro Wrestling. He takes over Combat Zone Wrestling, and we're both crushing it in different, you know. We both wanted to be Sean. Nobody wanted to be Jannetty, so we had to split, unfortunately um you know and humanity being what it is um use that split like as ways for us to like really like have not just like a uh you know not just going like trying to be the best but like people use the split like to try to work us into a shoot you know and like it almost worked but you know uh you know like any friends we had our ups and downs but i love that motherfucker i miss him so much bro i mean i do um luckily for dreams man i dream about him um i dream a lot about a lot of my lost ones but um yeah so we both uh we're both on top you know um and then uh you know life starts to kick ass <laughs> as it usually does in different forms for different people um in 2004 uh, a lot happened to me and we'll get into that but uh you know i never was completely honest with myself i was never really completely honest with the fans my friends didn't really know outside of like south philly nobody really knew about my situation with the mother of my child and i never made it public because In reality, I took a loss. And I didn't want to put it over that I did the job. So because I didn't want to put it over, nobody knew about it. And they were just like, oh, Billy's doing drugs. But they didn't know why Billy was doing drugs. Billy was doing drugs because Billy was in a lot of pain. And the pain was so overwhelming that I needed to be completely numb, man. And I look back on it, and I don't think I would have survived Without the drugs, I think I would have like hung myself or killed myself. That's how much pain I was in. Not I physically, think, like spiritually, emotionally, just a I few think years. You
0: got yourself into a program of normalizing chaos and, and drugs were a huge part of that chaos. I think that, you know, like life was chaos and you're kind of addicted to that on top of being addicted to the drugs. There's I a, didn't even
1: know my life was chaos. Yeah. That's how much chaos was, was running the show. Yes. Yeah, like I didn't even know. I didn't even I didn't know, know that I was on a 20-year, not until recently, that I even realized, holy shit, Bill, you were on a 20-year run. A 20-year run, that's crazy. Yeah, you dude, know, you but really, it's true. You
0: really put the win in heroin. Wow. You got me there,
1: bro. Got him. So listen, man. Um anyway, I'm struggling, but I, I I I go in and out like I I didn't go right into the heroin. I was a pill guy.
0: Was the, everybody
1: I was laughing. Laughing. Soma. Huh?
0: I was only making the joke. It was only for the sake of the joke. No, no, no be- but
1: here's the shoot truth. No, but the shoot truth is it's like an elevator. Like drugs is like, you know, uh, you start on the first floor, right? And it's like they were like darvis sets. Then the second, third floor is like the Perk 5s. And you're like, wow, this is fucking something. Then you go up and it's like in 7.5. Or as kids in the neighborhood called it, the Brett Favres. And then it went to Perk 10s. Then it went to Oxycodone 15s. The Eagles. Then it went to Oxy 30s. Then it went to 40, then Oxycontin 80. Then, of course, H-bomb after the fact. But I didn't, you know, I didn't, like I said, it was a slow, it was a slow burn. Um, I didn't realize just how much shit I was in. And nobody really was going into the belly of the beast to take me out. I don't think anybody could. I think it was something that had to be done naturally, cosmically. Um, I wouldn't be the guy I am right now, dude. And I'm very thankful to be that guy um you know uh, like you know, look man, there's part of me that's ashamed, you know like because i i had God gave me these gifts and i didn't I didn't make the most out of um what I had um as far as like taking it to levels uh in which like i was you know i mean dude i i should have worked michael's at mania like that's it same thing for verdi and 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 verdi is is dead dude that's why like i don't shit on this experience because he didn't die in vain bro like i'm alive and i'm here to tell the story like i'm that guy you know i'm the last guy standing so that i can tell the story but within that story, dude, is is a lot of, like you said, chaos.
0: Mm. <clears throat> so I didn't, I didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, like, stuff that I had come up with. Like, I didn't pre-plan any of this. I just kind of wanted to like have it be the way our conversations normally are. Just, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just us kind of us kind of chatting, hanging out, like like friends, like we do. Uh, and it happens to be recorded, I because I definitely <laughs> Just, I I definitely wanted to uh, get a little bit back into um the, your your coma and and what the last couple months have been like for you and and yeah, sort of unbox that a little bit if you could, dude. Like
1: nobody knows really what happened, and um, I'm going to tell you what happened. So, um, I had found out that my daughter um, had moved from Vegas to Jersey. Now, a lot of people don't know that I even have a daughter and there's a reason for that. And we'll get into that later. But so when I found out that she was close, I said, you know what, dude, I have to at least give this a shot. I said, like, I've been to rehab before, but I wasn't all in. I didn't buy into it. I wasn't like listening or paying attention. I was just going through the motions. And then relapsing. And in this particular, I knew I wasn't going to relapse because I've been fighting um, demons and all kinds of goblins and vicious, crazy in the spiritual world, dude, and the drug world. Like, shit's been coming at me that no human being really (laughs) gets to talk about. They usually die. Um, But in this particular case, January, I... uh, I went to the hospital for a, uh, uh, a bone. There was like, no, I'm sorry. There was an infection I had on my finger and that infection, uh, they kept me. So in that case, like it was a blessing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go straight. Like for real. I didn't make a big deal about it. I didn't talk about it. I just did it. And then, um, you know, I wound up in, uh, Eagleville hospital for like six and a half months. Eagleville is like the place to go. If you're going to get clean, they'll afford, like I got a afford six and a half months, dude. That's not like, that's not everybody. People get 30 days and they get kicked the fuck out. But that wasn't my, you know, not me. Um, you know, and anyway, but in that process, some shit went down. Um, They messed up and they gave me, um, well, first I had a cold and I was complaining about the cold and uh, the doctor kept saying, oh, go tell him to lay down, go tell him to lay down like three, four days in a row. And it was all like substitute nurses that like come in from like, you know, some kind of like, what's that called bro? Agency nurses. Mm -hmm. My boy Greg in the house. Look at him. Yeah, Uh, no, but um, yeah, dude, fucking um, the nurses didn't help me. And so went from a cold to um, double pneumonia with MRSA inside of me, like in like my lungs and shit. Like I was a goner. So uh, a nurse that works there every day happened to pop his head in. And seeing that I was in bad shape. And he called the doctor. And the doctor told him. I oh, just go tell him to lay down. Well my nurse was like. Nah. Nah. Fuck that. And called 911. 911 comes and gets me. And they cut a promo on the nurse. To, oh that nut ass nurse. Calling 911 for a guy with a cold. Well four hours later. This guy with a cold. Wound up in a coma. On fucking life support. And bro. I should have died. But I didn't. It was not my fate. People always ask like hey. Uh, when you're on life support. Do you see uh, like a light at the end of the tunnel. Do you see. Dude you want to know what I saw. And I'm not trying to make light of this situation. Cat people like like an alien species of cats that were on two feet. And they were like kind of teasing me sexually like a little bit with their tail and like, come on, Billy, come upstairs and giggling. And then like I go up these steps, dude. It was fucking crazy. But like that is like the only thing that I remember as far as being unconscious. Like, and then when I finally did wake up. They they called my mother, and because okay, so about three and a half, three weeks in, they're like, um, they tell my mom like, yo, he's going to crash, and my mom was like, what's that mean? And they're like, well, it, you know, it means that he's most likely going to pass away, and uh, my mother was like, what? Like she couldn't believe, like you know what was being said to her. And so she came to the hospital to really say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why it happened, but this is like shoot, like five minutes prior to her coming in the room, I woke up and I look around. And of course, what do you think? I said, yo, cause like, <laughs> dude, that's what I'm like, yo, cause I woke up from death's door. And, uh, next thing you know, my mom comes in and her girlfriend walks in first and she's like, Hey brother. Cause like I used to be a, a doorman for this girl and she called me her brother. And, uh, well, it turns out dude, that like, my mom got really upset because she thought that the woman was teasing her. My mom was like, how can you, how can you say this during a time? Like, and then she looked and lo and behold, her her boy was looking back at her saying, Hey mom. And she didn't know how to react to when I tell you my mom never at a loss of words. And, um, this time she was, she just looked at me and like, she I could see the emotion in her, and she couldn't hold it, dude. Tears were coming out of it. She thought this was like the last rites, you know, this was going to be it. Nice. And for anybody that's a parent, that's a nightmare to watch your son die. And, um, you know, but luckily for me, dude, it was not my time, you know. Um, <laughs> and so imagine my mother when she gives me a kiss and hugs me and tells me she loves me and I tell her, I love you too. And then I just look at her. I said, mom, come here. And I whisper in her ear, I was with cat people. (laughs) Like, dude, I I really told her like, shoot, that like her son was with cat people. Like I think she thought I was losing my mind at that point. Me. You know, um, nobody really knew though, like what kind of shape I was going to be in mentally, physically. Um, you know, I was, you know, uh, I was atrophied my body. Um, I had to learn how to walk, uh, like, you know, I couldn't really talk because my lungs were so damaged. But, um, obviously now I, you know, when I'm on the phone with you, I can't shut up or, you know, but, uh, I'm just glad, dude. I'm glad we get to experience life, you know, man, like, and, and bro, I just wanted to Did tell you, you... Quit
0: smoking cigarettes, dude. Huh? Did you finally quit smoking cigarettes?
1: Yeah. That's okay. dead. Right. Greg? Um,
0: <laughs> that'd be a good excuse to quit right there. If your lungs were, Oh yeah.
1: what well, uh, near death, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot of things. Um, <laughs> No, but bro, uh, man, um, (laughs) I'm, I want to, uh, listen, uh, please understand that I'm really serious here. I want to apologize to you because, um, you know, I, I had given you like, you know, you just thought that you were getting, you know, Billy real, like the person as your friend. And I, I wasn't Billy real anymore. I, you know, I mean, you saw, you saw what I became and, um, I'm sorry because, uh, you know, you didn't ask for any of this. You didn't ask for the struggles. You've been honest to God one way for the most part, besides you having a breakup and losing Trent mutually. We did. That's the only thing that you came to me for. Like, (laughs) you know, I thought I was going to be your big brother. And in reality, dude, like, you know, you've been looking after me the whole time, like, what? you know, like making sure that like, you know, I was in one piece sometimes.
0: I I, and I, I, I will accept the gesture. I do not believe that, uh, friends, uh, I don't, I don't think, uh, I I already unconditionally love you and accept you for what you are, and I know that chaos is a large part of what your life is, and sometimes was. wrapped up in that chaos, yeah, was whole, whole big chunk of what your life used to be. Yeah. and I I never expected it to be any different than that. I didn't have you on a standard or on a level that didn't include some wiggle room, you know. So I yeah. I I would consider the source anytime we'd ever have any conversations. Um so there would be moments where I couldn't get speaking to you. I couldn't un, like we couldn't we couldn't communicate on a level that would make any sense because you would you would st- swirl it all back around to uh telling me how cool you are like I don't already know. And I'm like you forget you're Billy really real <laughs> You could tell me you're cool. I already know that part. I already know what you did. I I've seen all your stuff. Like I I I've, I've been there for a good amount of it, and uh and uh you, you I you you were you were never you were never lacking trying to help me understand something more than what I already understood. So I always appreciated that, and I never I never faulted you or uh, hated you or was bitter towards you in any way.
1: No, and I know that. And that's why we're having this little chit-chat now, you know, because I know I know who was there for me. And I and like when I say that, I don't mean like oh, you mean you were having uh playing footsies, you know. No, like we're, you know, I mean, dude, I had I had went so far out on a ledge that nobody could really be there unless they had a death wish and i found myself very alone and very dark place and um like i said man i'm just lucky to be alive dude and i hate to keep harping on that but like wow dude it's blessed wow man blessing, blessing, blessing. But i know like and here's the thing man um what I want to talk about really is, is why I never really talked about how this happened. Um, people think, Oh, well, when Trent died, not nah, this happened before Trent died. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being me <laughs> and I'm bar hopping and I'm living life. And um, I was like dating Becky Bayless or whatever. And then I meet this girl at a bar And I get hired at the bar and she works there. And, um, you know, it wasn't really nothing serious. And then all of a sudden she got pregnant and, um, boy, I was like, Oh man. Like, but I was, I manned up. I got like, so I had like three jobs, dude, three jobs. And I'm not Mr. Known to, I'm not known to be Mr. Work. So, uh, like it might surprise you and others that are that you know, I worked at like GameStop, I worked at Hacks, I had the wrestling school, I was doing shows, and I worked at Office Max. So like, dude, put that together, like five different gigs. And um I, I would do anything to make sure there's food on the table. And um anyway, so my daughter's born right before Christmas. Uh, G- Gary the Pit Bull Wolf Picks my daughter Angelia Micheline up Angel- She was born Angelia Micheline real And uh, Gary Wolf picked her up um, Good old Uncle Gar Picked her up uh, from the hospital and, and took her home On Christmas morning And dude legit um, The moment that she she was born, they cut the cord, and they I they said hold her and they held her up. I, I held her up on the up in the air like Lion King. And she was ah, like, and she and then all of a sudden she took that first breath. And she looked me in the eyes, and I fell in love, dude. I I this was the first time I I fell in love with a woman, was my daughter. <laughs> Not like Marty Jannetty, like for real. Like my heart belonged to this this kid. And uh, I'll never forget it as long as I live, man. Like that was like the single greatest day of my life. And um, so being a, a good friend, you know, Frank, uh, who had started, um, he he had nowhere to live. And uh, I gave him a place to stay. And, uh, I, you know, I'm sure you remember when I told you I caught that bank robber. Right. And if you didn't know, I caught a bank robber. Um, I was walking into a bank with my grandfather, and the guy pushed the door open and ran out. My grandfather went down. My grandfather was my number one. And uh, so I chased the guy. And he wound up being um, a serial rapist and a serial bank robber. So when I caught him, you know, not only did I catch a bank robber and save my neighborhood, but I also prevented future women from being raped, you know, or women from being raped in the future. Um, and I did that. And so I got like $2,500 reward from the bank and that paid, you know, the bills for February, March, April. And, um, my daughter, like I said, was born in December. Anyway, uh, Frank had nowhere to live. I let him live with me when I'm out doing press for the bank. um, He has an affair with my, the mother of my child um, at my house, place that I gave him to stay. And he was my best friend. And um, that hurt, man. That hurt. It hurt a lot, dude. Because this isn't just like a girl that I'm messing with. This is my family. Like, you fuck with me and my family. You're lucky you're lucky to be alive, man. Like there was such when I tell you, dude, people were really upset because they know. At the end of the day, people knew who I was away from wrestling. This is like the streets. this is the mob. this is real shit and um you know, and this is how I found out. Are you ready? So um I was gambling at the time, and uh you know, I was stressed out of my mind, and I was trying to make money to pay the bills, so I was gambling and um You know, I had called this guy Steve up and I was like, dude, I need you to do me a favor. Come meet. I'll I'll come meet you. So I took my daughter. Now, I had told the mother of my child that, "Yo, I lost a shit ton of money gambling. I got to go straighten it out. So when she left, that's what she thought I was doing. But in reality, I went to the mob dudes and I said, look, I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. But. I don't want to do something crazy for no reason. And maybe it's my head playing tricks on me. I said, I need you to call Maria. I said, I need you to call her and see, um, you know, ask her where I'm at. Tell her I lost a lot of money and ask her where I'm at. And so I said, and then depending on what she says, ask about Frank and then see what she says. And he's like, dude, you're out of fucking line. Like, you're, what are you, out of your mind? You're high. Um, and then, like, he does it. And when he says, where am I at? She goes, 1523 Kamek Street. She gave my, I, dude, she gave my address up, like, immediately. Bro, my heart sunk. Because here I am with my daughter. And she knows that I'm with my daughter. So to tell the mob that I'm at a place, and in her mind, she knows I don't have the money to pay the mob. So she knows I'm going to try to fucking do something. And she knows they don't play that shit. And she still gave my address up. And they would kill me. And she thought that. And I, you know, I created this to find out but I didn't expect that. And then the guy says, well, t- where's, uh, tell me about this Frank. Who's Frank? And where's he at? No, 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 please. Don't. Da, 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 da. And the dude looked at me. Here's a grizzled mob guy. And he looked at me with such sadness. Like, oh, God, dude, I'm sorry. And I don't even know what I said, but. I said I said thank you to him. I needed to know. And he looked at me, and he, like, he shook my hand and then brought me in. And it was like, if you need anything, just let me know. And I was like, thanks, dude. You did everything that I needed you to do. And I went out, and I went to the, my mom's bar. And, um, you know, I had left my daughter with my grandfather and uh, I went to the bar. And of course, exactly what I thought was going to happen, happened. Frank sent a scout in. He sent a dude in to see if I was there. So the guy was like, Hey, Billy real. You're the man. Da, da, da. But it was a work. He just wanted to, and I knew it though. He was just trying to get on my good side, thinking that I was going to be like, Hey, my man. And like, But I knew what was happening. I look out the door, and I see three dudes in a car, and I knew Frank was in there. But I didn't know. He thought the way it went down, Maria told him that the mob was after him. But that's not the case. I just needed to know if she was cheating. And uh, anyway, I wind up walking out of the bar, and like I'm halfway down the street. And I hear Billy Real. And like there's three dudes. So before I left the bar, I asked for three coronas. I put one in my left pocket, one in my right pocket, and one that I was drinking. And I walked out. So um I finish up the one beer, but I'm halfway in the middle of the street. So I slow down and they so they can catch up to me. And I hear Franco. You sent the fucking mob after me, pussy? Well, we're going to find out right now. And so two guys came at me. Um, I smashed the one, and I smashed the other. They went down, and then Frank hit me uh, a couple times, and he hit me with everything he had, and I looked at him like, you motherfucker. I'm going to eat your punches, and then I'm going to fucking crush you. And I looked at his face and his soul. His spirit just left his face, dude. His spirit just, like, escaped. And I knew I had him. Like, I just started throwing bombs at him. And he wasn't even blocking them. He was so mind fucked. And, um, I mean, my brother had lent me a, a jersey to wear. It was an Allen Iverson uh, Denver Nuggets jersey. And I have, or is it Carmelo Anthony, whatever it was, I have was blood all over it. I thought at first it was mine. And anyway, it wasn't, it was their, all their blood. And, uh, I get tackled by an undercover cop and he stops the fight. Good thing. Cause somebody might've died. Um, and I stop the fight and, um, he stops the fight. And I said, why the fuck, are you fucking creak? Why would you do that? All the girls in the world, you picked the mother of my child. And he goes, dude, I swear I didn't do any of that. man. Like, he was just still copping. Like, bro, we're this far in the game, dude. Why are you still copping? Like, anyway, yeah, he, he, he lied all the way to his car. Well, the guy's car. And they all limped back into the car. And, you know, I never seen him again. But, like, some shit went down, bro. Like, so after I find out, um, I get a phone call from Maria saying, like, I'm going to kill the baby. Uh, all this shit, dude. And, like, she's like, I'm going to throw her off the Jefferson building right now. And I can hear Frank in the background. So I call Frank's phone. And I'm talking, I'm like, yo, dude, what the fuck is going on? He was like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm like, bro, what are you doing, dude? Get that woman off the fucking roof and fucking protect my daughter. And um, he acted like, you know, things were out of control. And the last thing I said, I was like, you were my best friend, man. I said, you were my best friend. And then I heard his voice crack. And the phone hung up. And uh, my little brother was there and he watched his big brother cry um, because I was scared my daughter was going to die. And uh, I called back and I just hear like Frank laughing at me. And I, um, I threatened him. I threatened, the, I threatened them. And uh, she, He had then, they must have concocted a plan. He had um, her go to the police station with a voicemail that I left him. And, you know, shit was just crazy. Next thing you know, my house gets lit on fire, my apartment. None of my furniture is in the house, it's all sold. They sold my furniture. And then, lit the, and then the house was lit on fire from in the bedroom, and they it made it look like I was jealous or whatever. But you know, thank God for the Patriot Act because they went right in and they took my, they seized my computer. They seen that I was on America Online with talking to girls before, during, and after the fire. Anyway, back to the tape that they made of the voicemail. Once the fire thing didn't work and that blew up in their face, um, you know, they got me locked up for terroristic threats. At that point, when I got locked up, I did six months. I, I just I never seen my daughter again, bro. Six months old, and then never again. And my heart was destroyed. When I got out of jail, I filed immediately, and there was no address. And they said to me in court, the the lawyer was like, your honor, you know, what we have here is just not a kidnapping, but it's an abduction. And I said, what can I do? And they were like, there's nothing you can do. Unless Maria gets locked up, there's nothing you can do. And there was nothing I could do.
0: And you said they moved so, to Vegas or, or Mexico right, or something? They took her,
1: right. It, it was, they, they went So they wind up in Vegas. I couldn't get an address. They moved, moved, moved. And uh, I lost control of my life, man. At that point. I I couldn't handle the reality of my life. I felt like such a failure because I allowed my daughter to be taken away somehow. And I got outwitted, outsmarted. Like, they took my heart and fucking, they crushed me. My best friend and the mother of my child, dude. So when people talk about me doing drugs... I, yeah, I did because I could. I could not handle the pain that I was in, so I, I turned to painkillers, and they did numb me. Hey, do me a favor, Greg. Can you plug this in real quick? Hold on one second, Corey. Um, battery's dead. I mean, uh, come on yeah. Go ahead, put that in yeah man so
0: anyone who's ever seen the movie true lies and they're trying to make a terrorist tape and the battery died on the video camera that the terrorist holding the video camera was using he said batarasis because I guess the battery ceased. Um, but now I think of that every time the battery's dead. So, uh, we'll see what we got going on for (laughs) the, the remainder of, uh, this conversation right now. Uh, Billy real, uh, his, his device just kicked him out of the room. Um, I want to say, uh, appreciate, appreciate your time and your effort. Thank you so much for, for, uh, coming and hang. If this is the first time you're checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. This is, uh, you know, this is uh, episode 302. So you, you go back, there's 300 plus episodes you can check out. Um, Check out what the evolving is, because what I was in the very beginning versus what I am now is a different kind of different kind of show host Um, and and not just a different kind of show host, a different kind of person, a different kind of man, a different kind of different kind of brother, different kind of son, different kind of partner to, uh, you know, to eventually what would become, you know, the the right the right partnership for uh meeting the right person and uh (laughs) all right so with that being said, thank you for joining me. Thanks for joining us on this uh, small bite-sized version of Evolving with Cory Castle. Normally, I'll uh, get a little bit longer of an interview, a little bit longer of a chat, a little bit longer of a hang. Well, we got to clear up some stuff. We got to hear some stuff that maybe we didn't know. Anybody who's a fan of Billy Real or is a, an enemy of Billy Real or... Don't know who the guy is. Uh, the his name was all over results uh, in the early two thousands, and uh, uh, he was he was somebody whose name was making a lot of was holding a lot of weight on the independent scene here in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> major takeaways from the show. Um, maybe, maybe don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on the people who, you know, who you, you trusted somebody and they betrayed your trust. Don't beat yourself up for it. And, uh, I hope everyone's great. I feel really good. I want everybody to feel the kind of good that I feel. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a great day. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.